0: Welcome to the Storyline Podcast, where we are talking to global leaders about God's global mission. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Kirby, and today on our podcast, I got an exciting conversation that I had when I was in Kiev, I was visiting with some friends who live in Kiev who are doing business as missions. Uh, so they live in Ukraine. They uh, work uh, full-time jobs, but they're helping a church plant and working alongside Ukrainian leaders to build and establish new churches. And uh, their experience as uh, you know global leaders willing to serve in business in order to fulfill God's mission in the world, I think it's a fascinating conversation. I think some of you Uh, maybe have been called by God in your past to participate in missions, Uh, but as you were raising your family and you got involved in your career, you might not have listened to that call as much as maybe God had intended for you. Then there's something happening in your life today that's bringing you back to that moment where maybe God was saying He wants to use you to fulfill the Great Commission in some way around the world, and He can use your business skills and your experience to help make that happen but it might mean, you know, moving somewhere in the world where God has put a burden on your heart for people, people to love, people to serve, and He could use you in that place. So listen to this fascinating story of Jody and Andrew and how God led them to the place where they now live full-time in Kiev, Ukraine. Let's get started. Well, hey, we're here in Kiev, Ukraine, and uh, I'm sitting with good friends of mine, Jody and Andrew Hawes. And uh, Jody and Andrew have been living in Kiev, Ukraine for... Uh, mm-hmm. How long have you guys been here? Well, it's life? almost, what, two years now at this juncture? At this, okay. Okay. At this point in time, yes. you guys yes. have been living here for two years. Uh, and I wanted to host this podcast just to let people hear from you about what your life is like working in Kiev and also serving in the church and doing business as missions. So first, why don't you guys just introduce yourselves and uh, what you're doing here in Kiev.
1: All right. Uh, I'm Andrew Hawes, and I... Uh, in my, my real world, I'm a, uh, a programmer. I work for a, a company out of uh, Austin, Texas, uh, and we do websites for people. And so my, my uh, boss was good enough to say, when I asked him if I could come work from Ukraine, he said, yeah, sure, that's great. Uh, and so uh, two years ago we came over here and I basically sit in my home office and I program all day and uh, uh, you know, support the family and, and that kind of stuff. What about you,
0: Jody?
2: Well, when we came over here two years ago, I had was completing a certi- certification in teaching, and I was teaching at an international school that teaches in English, and I was the English literature teacher in high school. And uh, since then, I started a master's degree, and I did a, practical, uh, a practicum at the Ukrainian school uh, with English, and got to know some of the teachers and students there, and started building some relationships, and uh, then I worked at a camp, an English camp. I helped with a couple different camps, but one in particular that is starting a church plant. And I've really gotten involved with that. And so most of my time is now spent uh, doing English club and relationships with mm-hmm. those students that were from that camp. Yeah, and I know you guys didn't
0: like just pick up a map and just put your finger down <laughs> and say, where can we live in the world? And we'll just, we chose Kiev. Uh, you have a little bit of history in the country. So just tell us briefly kind of your history in Ukraine and how you sort of ended up here. To start with.
2: Sure. Um, I had a minor in a Russian studies, and, and I had really felt God wanted me to come and work what in what was the Soviet Union years ago uh, when I was in really high school, before I even went to college. I met my husband, and we, we really felt that God was leading us into missions, wanted to come to Eastern Europe, but it was still the Soviet Union. That all changed, and uh, so we spent time paying off debt. Uh, during that time, we ended up adopting a daughter from Ukraine. Uh, years ago, and that had us then a real connection with Ukraine and speci- Ukraine specifically and not just Russia or some other part of the Soviet previous Soviet Union. Uh, but then we when we paid off all our debts and we're ready to go on to the mission field, um, there was an opening for my husband to do missions, but to do it with technology and using technology with missions.
0: hmm. Yeah, so you, you kind of had a couple things that happened in life that pointed the way for you to get to Ukraine. Right. Uh, you didn't just pick it, uh, but then you've continued to kind of follow up on that sort of original calling and some of those direction points that God gave you along the way. Uh, but there was a time where you lived back in the United States. Yeah. And, right. uh, you know, you had kids. And so tell us a little bit, to, sort of as kids were growing up and getting out of the house, like why did you decide to come back?
1: Well, I think it was always our goal to to, you know, like uh, Jody said, to, you know, to be missionaries and to be serving God, you know, however he wanted us to. Um, and, you know, so we, you know, we went out to Ukraine as missionaries and then, you know, we, we ended up back in the States uh, and we were wondering, you know, well, well we
2: we ended up our, our children had some needs. And so we, yeah. we needed to come back to the States for our children's needs. Yeah.
1: And, and so then, you know, but we still had that, that desire that God had put in our hearts and we just didn't know how that was going to be fulfilled, uh, you know, because, you know, we, we thought, well, we possibly could come back as missionaries again. But in a sense, we had done that. And one of the things that we had seen in, in our time here in Ukraine, in the, in the early ministry parts, was that we were over here, but there was a sense that we lacked some legitimacy uh, because people would always ask us, you know, so what do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm a missionary. And they really couldn't relate to that. I mean, they had jobs, they worked nine to five. And even now, even you know, in, in America with pastors, they go, what does a pastor do? You know, it, mm-hmm. it's really hard to relate. And so it was hard for them to relate uh, relate to us. And we, re- we really saw that as a barrier to uh, relationships mm-hmm. uh, in, in one sense. And so uh, we wanted to try to avoid that if we could. And so uh, then, you know, because of, of the work that I do in, in, with programming that uh, gave me the opportunity to work remotely, and, and then, like I said, uh, having a, a boss in a company who was willing to do that, uh, and then the opportunity for Jody to, to teach uh, English at the, at the school over here, it kind of got open those doors for us. Uh, and we said, all right, we're ready to jump again, uh, but this time in a different way than we did the first time.
0: Right, so you came over here, you both had jobs, and then you began to experience these camps with church groups that were hosting camps for Ukrainians. And you got involved with the church, and you met a bunch of young folks, Ukrainians, and you participated with them. How did that change your life, or what, what has become of your ministry now as a result of participating with churches here in Ukraine?
2: Well, I think that um, the connection I had, obviously, with you, Kirby, was when we both worked at the same church, mm-hmm. Gateway Church, and, and that that type of ministry of working with people who really weren't close to God or had never experienced a relationship with God at all in any form was really something special that I valued, and I, I, I really love working with people who uh, don't know God and giving them a glimpse of that. And so when I went to work with this camp in particular— And they chose to work with people who had never been believers or had any experience with believers. It was their their use of apologetics during the camp was very unique in how they approached uh, the the different. These were all like university students and above. So about to 35 years old, the way that they presented things was really, I think, very significant. And I, I liked their approach and the connections that they made and building relationships, the way it was done. And it was so Ukrainian driven. There were Americans there helping for the piece of it that was an English time, mm-hmm. but it was so geared towards everything with Ukrainians run by Ukrainians. I felt that the the Americans that were involved were participating in a wonderful thing, but we weren't driving it. And I Mm -hmm. love that part too, Mm -hmm. because it was the the locals who were doing it, and it was their vision, and it was their ministry, and they were doing what they felt needed done. And so there were just so many aspects of other camps that I'd helped with before just didn't have all those pieces. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw those components come together, and the students really got it, Mm -hmm. that camp group was amazing. Mm -hmm. And so the relationships that started being built were just really significant, and even the Ukrainians felt that that this particular camp group was something special. And, and I just felt like I ta- came home after that week and talked to Andrew, and I said, you know, I, I think this is it. Like I think this is we we were waiting to see where God wanted us mm-hmm. to be connected, and and it it's it was it. I mean, it really felt like that was the place we were supposed to be.
1: Yeah, it's it's been really neat for me to 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 watch. You know, Jody went to this camp; she comes back. And in, you know, and then I'm just kind of watching it a little bit more removed because I wasn't at the camp, but to to see the 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 genuine excitement and connectedness that this group of of students has uh, and then how that is even evolved now over the course of a year where We've really got the the nucleus of a small church, you know, growing up here. The, you know, the former students now are coming back and becoming, you know, leaders for this next year's camp and and taking active role. Uh, We've seen a number of them step up uh, and really, you know, take, I'll say more of leadership opportunities and and step into that Um, and, and also, you know, becoming a little bit more vulnerable with each other. Which is something you know that that culturally some of them said, well, that's not really part of our culture, but it's it's a need you know that we have as individuals, uh, and to see some of that start to happen and and barriers be broken down and and those types of things, it's wonderful for me to watch, and and because you know I feel like in one sense you know my. I just work all day, um, but I'm supporting this ministry. And so I may not be as active part of it, but I still feel the value of it uh, and that the work that I'm doing is is profitable and, and doing something for the kingdom because I can see what's happening.
0: Yeah, and I think you make an interesting point that the Ukrainians are the ones that are leading this ministry. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are planting this church. Absolutely. They have the leadership of the camp. They are the leaders of this new church plant. Absolutely. And what's really amazing is to see you guys show up and go, well, how can I serve them to yeah. see them succeed? Right. Mm-hmm. right. It is their vision. It's their ministry. God has given them this calling. Mm-hmm. And you've shown up to say, well, how do we serve with you? Mm-hmm. Under you, even. Yes, you know, exactly. You're, you're the leaders. Yes. And uh, how do we participate with you in a way that serves you?
1: And and in one way, the, you know, the training and everything that we went through to become missionaries and to go on the field and everything that we thought in a way was was kind of lost or not fully utilized is now being utilized because it's the resources that we can then pass on to them. Mm-hmm. Even though you know we don't know them fully, there's I think we, we feel like we have resources now that we can pass along to them yeah. uh, and, and and help guide them and encourage them and support them in a way that we wouldn't have been able to do if we hadn't had you know those experiences.
2: And this particular church is very mission-minded, yeah. which was something that I know you're passionate about, Kirby. Yeah. Yeah, right. And that uh, when we saw that in the church— that was very exciting to us because mm-hmm, to see anyone who already catches that vision yeah. is fantastic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's probably hard for many people to understand that in the 1990s, when the Soviet Union was coming apart, I mean, it, this, the former countries of the Soviet Union were receiving so many missionaries. But we're seeing a, a shift in that and that the national churches here, whether it's Ukraine or Russia or uh, the other countries, of the former Soviet Union, there is national leadership within the church. Correct. And uh, missionary support isn't necessarily to come in and to lead them. You know, the people that are here like you, which is just incredible, you, you choose to be here and you go, how do I serve you and mm-hmm. help you accomplish the, the church that you want in your country for your people? Um, but it's interesting now to see them turning that around to, to seeing that Ukrainians are saying, hey, what we've been given and been blessed uh, by the West, by all the missionaries that have come, we need to turn around and start giving that to others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that you guys are in the midst of planning a church here with the Ukrainians, but they have their eye on maybe we need to be sent right. to places in Central Asia, or maybe we need to be sent to places where we have access to people in the world that maybe Americans you know, don't have access for whatever political mm-hmm. reason that might exist. So uh, you guys are in a really sweet spot. No, yeah. And you choose to be here and live yeah. within that sweet spot. And, and so your story is so compelling. I just wanted to make sure and capture it. And to uh, pass it on to others who just might not have thought how you can do ministry through business, mm-hmm. working full time, but doing it in a location that's not in America and where you just put yourself under, you know, great spiritual leadership. And
2: And I think, I think Andrew doesn't even always realize sometimes the impact uh, he might have just being a, a godly husband or mm-hmm. a lot of most of all of these people are not married. Mm-hmm. So we're serving young, younger generations, yes, this it's whole group of people of who aren't married yet. Yeah. So we've had already multiple guys mm-hmm. uh, and girls coming to us asking us questions about dating, mm-hmm. about finding a spouse, about what's important. And this is whether the, they're the core team that are the believers yeah. or whether it's the campers who are coming to faith. And for us, I mean, it's it's just it's almost like we're like uncle and aunt to them or some, you know, like trust, because they can't ask all those questions to some people they know. And so they have, they feel like they have this trust in us that they can ask us anything Mm -hmm. and say anything to us. And for us, that's so special because then you almost feel like it's your own, like it's your nieces and nephew. I mean, you do feel like a, a connection and a love for them in a, really special way that breaks down. You don't feel like I'm an American and they're Ukrainian. You just feel like you're caring for them and they love you. And to me, that's that's what's important to me. Mm -hmm. And and Kirby, we just you know, we we have
1: to also say that we we enjoy uh, and, and really appreciate what what you're doing over here. Uh, you know the the fact that you're coming here and you're coming alongside them just like we're trying to come alongside the church and 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 partner with them that 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 you and your organization are are doing that in a way that, that I feel it just meshes with you know giving them just enough of what they need to to continue to do this themselves without stepping on in front of them or whatever just coming you know beside them because they've already got the passion they've, mm-hmm. they've got the, the vision and they got the resources to go in places that, that you know a lot of us can't go um, but you know they, they they need some resources and they need some other things and and putting together the storyline stuff and and, and the, the things you have and the stories you come back with whenever mm-hmm. you visit us um,
0: they're really powerful and they continue mm-hmm. to encourage us and so I appreciate that Andrew uh, it's interesting as I've been here this week with Andrew and Jody they've been working on buying an apartment yeah. <laughs> and uh, they've been renting an apartment for the last two years and they've been talking this week about buying a place and they've been looking at flats and since I've been here the discussions every night we've been together we know what about this flat and are we going to buy it and what's the realtor say and what's the lawyer say and uh, so you guys are thinking about the long term oh yeah. absolutely yes yeah. Yeah, so and
2: we're in the middle of our permanency our permanent residency status uh-huh. which is a complicated process, and because there was one letter wrong in the translation of our names, we had to completely unregister, go out mm-hmm. of the country. I mean, th- there's there's just some complications to life here. But our commitment is long term. We want to be permanent. We want to have permanent resident status, like which yep. is like a green card uh, that we can work legally. We can. Uh, that it would give us uh, permission to do things mm-hmm. that we just have some like minor barriers to. Yeah. Uh, so it'll, yeah, we definitely want all of this to just be totally, we want to be totally immersed in every aspect of And
1: and God put that together because of our adoption of our daughter is one of the, this reason that we have the ability as Americans now to to get that permanent residency mm-hmm. status. And, and yeah. so, and that was, you know, how many years ago, um, but it's, it's crucial to us being able to, to do this now. And so we, we, we know that God is, is working in, you
2: know,
0: yeah. in front of all of this stuff. It's very
2: expensive also every year to renew your temporary <clears throat> residency. So this will be a huge blessing.
0: Well, I thank you guys for taking some time just to share your story. I, to me, it's just fascinating that you guys have chosen this for yourself. And because I know you, you wouldn't consider yourself like heroes or super yeah. <laughs> Christians at all. You, you just feel yourself kind of like, um, you know, if we were back in Austin, Texas, right now, uh, out of all the programmers that are in Austin, Texas, you know, <laughs> that are that are at Ruby's <laughs> Barbecue or yeah. you know, going to get a mighty fine hamburger, you know, a lot of times you just you just feel yeah. like you're you're married and you have kids and you're working, mm-hmm. um, but yet you've chosen to live that out in I think a way that's really unique. Um, that many people maybe haven't considered as maybe a possibility for them. Right. Mm-hmm. And then if if at any point in somebody's life, if God had sort of shown them the possibility to live cross-culturally and do missions, mm-hmm. uh, to maybe think about how maybe through their profession or through the business they're in mm-hmm. now, how maybe they could fulfill maybe what God put on their heart years ago. And uh, maybe this is just an opportunity as they listen to this podcast to try to remember what maybe God called them to. and. And then maybe it wasn't for in that that past year in their life, but uh, maybe God is preparing them for something mm-hmm. right now. And maybe through hearing your story, it encourages them to maybe take one next step towards whatever that might be in their life. And maybe God will do something now uh, with Absolutely. them. Absolutely. And so hopefully this is encouragement to people as they listen that um, you know maybe God's calling you to go somewhere and to serve somewhere and maybe not be the leader out in front, but to come alongside something that's happening. And uh, you can just serve underneath it, just like Jody and Andrew are here. So, well, thank you guys for being a part of our show, being thank a you, part Kurt. of our podcast. It's a good time. Thanks.
2: Right.
0: Great. Did you know recently Storyline has been present in three continents around the world? Uh, recently, we were down in South America. Uh, we were hosting training and passing along Storyline resources down in Chile. And we had representatives of mission mobilization organizations from Uh, Every country there in South America who are wanting to know what tools could they use to help cast a bigger vision and educate people biblically on God's mission in the world. And how could Christians in South America be sent to the unreached people of the world? And uh, we were recently down in Africa in the country of Uganda and Malawi. Uh, working with uh, Christian leaders in those countries, asking the same questions. How could we be more effective at mobilizing our churches to be a part of God's global mission in this generation? And uh, in Ukraine, uh, spending time with national leaders who want to motivate their churches, educate them and inspire them, a, a new generation of youth and young people who are hungry to participate in God's plans in the world— And Storyline is uh, participating and helping resource that effort uh, from Eastern Europe. So it's just amazing to see God using Storyline around the world. And we're just humbled and honored to participate with these great leaders around the world who understand God's heart for the nations and are inviting us to help them as they pursue God and their calling. Just what a joy it is for us as an organization. And if you have any questions about who we are or want to learn more about Storyline, go to our website www.storylinemissions.org.